0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Football Fanatics Podcast, and today we're going to be giving you guys our first mock draft. I know we're two weeks out uh, from the NFL draft. Uh, we've been kind of jumbled with things, but we want to give you our take on where we think people are going to be going. So today what we're going to be doing is i um, joined here with uh, my friends Buck and my friend James. What we're going to be doing is Buck has the first pick, James has the second, I have the third, and so on and so forth. Uh we're just actually gonna get
1: right into it. Buck, you're on the clock with the Cincinnati Bengals. Go. Woo! So the Bengals have the number one overall pick after going, what, one and fifteen last year. I'm a Jets fan, so it's it kind of embarrassing because yeah, it is gross The Bengals only win last year is against the New York Jets, which Ouch. again, I'm a Jets fan. It it really hurts. It really does. Um but the Bengals, they haven't made playoffs since what?
2: 2015,
1: 2016? 2014, yeah, 2014, 2015. It was the Antonio right. Brown uh, knockout year, right? Yep. Against the, yep. I believe, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every year they did make playoffs, they were getting out in the wild card anyways. So it wasn't much. Shout um, out to the Ronnie Brown chargers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do uh, their own team. Right. And I think by moving on from Andy Dalton, I think uh, Andy Dalton's been a good, reliable quarterback for years, but, Joe Burrow's the way to go. And also, shout out to Andy Dalton. I also saw him on Twitter today. He was throwing some dimes, and he was doing some throwing drills. Uh, I was all over Twitter. He looked really good. Yeah. Um, but Joe Burrow's the way to go here. He's the guy that everyone has in their mock drafts going number one. And it could have been Tua had Tua not been injured. But that's you know a whole different discussion for another day. Joe Burrow's just... He's what we were just talking about earlier. He's possibly one of the best uh, college players at the quarterback position, had one of the best college quarterback seasons. Um, and he's definitely the number one pick here. And the Bengals do need a quarterback. Again, I said, Andy Dalton's been their reliable guy for years, but I think they can't keep on going with that reliable guy. They need to go with someone who's going to take them over the top. And Joe Burrow is going to do that for them. Uh, the only problem I have with him is he is 24 as a rookie, uh, which to put that in like comparison, Josh Allen is 23, Lamar Jackson's 23, Sam Donald's 22, Deshaun Watson is 24, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is 24. So they've all been in the league for two to three years, and uh, obviously Joe Burrow coming in the league as a rookie at 24, that's not it's not concerning or anything, it's just... And it doesn't have to do with talent or anything, but he is 24, so he's a bit older as a rookie. But nonetheless, it's the way to go for the Cincinnati Bengals. And honestly, with A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and then you put Joe Burrow into that offense, they've got a pretty good young offense.
0: Yeah, and for, for me, Joe Burrow is the number one ranked quarterback on my board, so it makes sense for me. Some people say he's the best quarterback prospect come out of the draft since Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. But I definitely believe that this is uh, the short pick for the Bengals. Uh, I'm gonna throw it over to James for any anything else on the Bengals or any um,
1: right of the resume. No, I if like I had to too. give him an, oh, go ahead. John. Yeah, if I had to give him an NFL comp, I would honestly give him. I know it might sound bad right off the bat, but to me, he seems like a Tony Romo, and again, his ceiling is way like higher that. than that. Mm-hmm. His ceiling is way like higher like than that, how? but he doesn't huh? have. He has the accuracy and the football IQ, but his one of his worst traits is arm strength, and his arm strength is passable. Like, it'll work, but he doesn't have great arm strength.
2: Yeah, he's going to have to be almost like a Drew Brees and kind of work on his timing routes. Like, that's how that offense is going to be successful. Um So, actually, I have the number two overall pick with the Washington Renskids. Um I'm not on that whole quarterback train i definitely like uh dwayne haskins i would definitely give him a shot to be the (laughs) starter um the usual pick is chase young but i'm gonna actually uh i'm gonna go against the grain here and i'm actually gonna take jeff okuda cornerback from ohio state holy moly the big thing is the redskins already have a really good d line i i mean it would be nice to add chase young but then you have um it's almost too much wealth in one spot Um, Their cornerbacks are lacking. They have Fabian Monroe and Kendall Fuller right now. They could definitely use a true number one. And Okuda is probably the best quarterback prospect I've seen since Jalen Ramsey. So I'm going Jeff Okuda.
1: You know, I don't necessarily see that happening in real life, but I don't think that's a terrible pick if that were to happen. Yeah.
2: And they they lost Josh Allen and Dunbar this offseason too. so.
0: Yeah, Okuda for me, he's the number one corner on my board, and I can't hate this pick here because Chase Young, he really doesn't fit the team. Chase Young's the number one on my overall board. He's Mm -hmm. the best player I have available in this draft. But for just team need alone, uh, Okuda makes a lot more sense, and you put me in a weird spot here for the Lions because I was not expecting Chase Young to fall here.
2: Uh, I'll be sad as a Packers fan, that's for sure.
0: And so we'll move right on to there since I'm a Lions, and – Usually this is where people say the draft starts because usually they have Burrow one and Chase Young two. And then after this, this is where you see trade ups. This is where you see which I believe in the real draft this will I believe the trade up's gonna happen. But right here, if you're the Lions and Chase Young is somehow in your lap, you don't trade this pick, you just take Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I just said, he is the best player in this draft. Uh, he's a more defined prospect coming out than I believe either Bosa brother brother was uh i mean the uh, bosa brothers are better in their techniques but just overall athlete and overall like gift you got to give it to chase young uh this dude i mean there were times when he was being triple teamed because team just didn't know what to do with him <laughs> like he is just an absolute monster uh the lions would be ecstatic if he's actually there um but this is this is realistic i believe that the Redskins are definitely thinking about Okuda at their pick, and as they should be. Mm-hmm. And so if this does happen, the Lions will be running this card up to the – well, it's virtual, so I guess emailing it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you guys have anything on Chase Young to the Lions?
2: Uh, I think it I mean, a big if... gives them a, a pass rusher opposite Trey Flowers, which they most definitely need. Especially in a division now, with you have Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and I think Nick Foles will be starting in Chicago, so you got to put some pressure on the quarterback.
1: I like it. I like it, Buck. What were you gonna say? Basically the same thing as him. If you put him opposite of Trey Flowers, the, I mean, offensive lines are gonna have trouble guarding that.
0: And I think I think that'd be a perfect fit for that Lions defense. Uh, so we'll move on to Buck here with the Giants pick. So I guess now the draft actually starts because I have no clue where the
1: Giants are gonna go. Yeah, I mean, they can go in multiple different ways. They could go offensive line. I could see them possibly going Jedrick Wills here. But for me, I've got them going best player available with Isaiah Simmons. I just, to me, his traits are phenomenal. And he doesn't really have a set position yet. But you won't find a more versatile defensive prospect than him in this draft. Um, And it's just it's not that he's just capable of playing multiple positions and filling like numerous different roles, but he also functions in these like roles at a high level. And you're not going to find many players like him. Um, Again, he's a dominant player. The only thing is the Giants did just sign Blake Martinez to play middle linebacker. Um, Again, you don't have to play Simmons as a middle linebacker because he's extremely versatile, but. I guess what I'm trying to say is if the Giants can find a way to fit him into their defense, which I think they'll have no trouble doing, um, he's going to be the best player on their defense, day one. He's a he's a Derwin James-type gadget player,
0: where he, if you just used him at linebacker or you just used him as a box safety, he would go to waste. You have to move him around the line. You have to move him around the formation and let him do what he does best, which is just literally everything. Um, I like this pick. Uh, I really in my own opinion, I've said this for years, I think the Giants need to start going uh, Mm O-lineman in the top of the draft because you need to protect Daniel Jones. I said it when they picked Saquon. I thought Quentin Nelson should have been the pick. I know I'll probably get a lot of hate for that. But I don't hate this pick here of Isaiah Simmons because he's one of my draft, draft crushes. If the Chargers didn't need a quarterback this year, that's who I would want. But I think that the giants would would be able to use Isaiah Simmons the right way. And as I said in the right way, I mean just you can't just put him out there as a Mike linebacker and have him be your every down Mike linebacker. You have to use him in that Jamal Adams, Derwin James type thing where he can line up anywhere and do everything cuz that's when he's the best. He's a hybrid player. He doesn't have a position. And that's what the
1: Giants would be getting out of this player. I mean, for me, if you look at the Jets and Browns, they've got a lot of talent. They're not great teams, but they've got the Browns could be a a better team next year. Um, But those two teams are more, they need to get better on the offensive line. If they get better on the offensive line, then they could take that next step. For me, the giants aren't necessarily that team. If they improve their O-line, they're going to make that huge step. I think they could definitely go back around in round two and take an offensive lineman who isn't going to be as good as one you're going to get with this pick. But, again, I don't think if you go offensive lineman here, it's going to make the biggest uh, indifference to their record. I think by going Isaiah Simmons here and then offensive line in the second round, you'll see more of a change in that regard. And I believe that because this
0: draft, I mean, it's loaded in the top run with the top four, of course, with Becton, Wills, Wirfs, and uh, Thomas. But if they were to grab an Urza Cleveland or a, a uh, Austin Jackson, one of those guys, I do think it would suffice, um, James. Do you have anything on the Giants' pick?
2: I understand the Simmons selection, but I don't think I would pick it if I was the in charge of the Giants. I would go offensive tackle. Oh, someone's getting the call.
1: Maybe it's That's Roger Goodell.
2: But uh, yeah,
1: you are you trading your next pick here? Oh no,
2: nope. I would go tackle here just because you need to protect Daniel Jones. And this will help Saquon out a bit. He got hit in the backfield a lot before he could even get out to break big runs. And if they could add a tackle, that could that would most definitely help them. So that's where I'm at.
0: Um, yeah, I see. I, this is a pick I could see Gettleman doing because everybody expects Gettleman to take that off the tackle. And I mean, Gettleman always does stuff that no one expects. He always. He doesn't look at it like other GMs do. Because most GMs look at it as you want your QB of the future. You want that left tackle that protects that QB. You want the edge rusher that's going to rush the QB. And you want the corner that uh, goes against the skill position players. He doesn't look at that. He doesn't look at the, like, positional rankings and all that he took saquon number two overall he was the same person that drafted christian mccaffrey in the top 10 both in fantastic players don't get me wrong but as we all know running back isn't a highly touted position in the nfl yeah. so in a linebacker i feel like is the running back of the defense it's not as highly touted and i could but i can see get i can see a world where get him and actually does this like on draft night if he did this it would not surprise me mm-hmm. oh for sure and so we'll move on, though, because we got the number 5 overall pick here, the Dolphins, and I'm just hoping James doesn't screw me. All I'm going to say is
2: tank for Tua, and that's about it, honestly. No, but um, Tua, if he did not get hurt, I agree with Buck. He could definitely be in consideration for the number one overall pick. He's extremely talented throwing the ball. The one thing that scares me about him is uh, both Miami uh, tackles, are very weak at this moment. They may be adding someone later on in this draft, but if they stay with the tackles they have, Tua could be in for a uh, rough career.
0: So this hurts me internally because I'm a Chargers fan, and I want Tua. I honestly believe we're going to get Tua. I am very stout against that. These two can attest that I am very stout that we are going to be getting Tua. But I believe that the Dolphins, if they do pass on Tua, are very stupid because Tua is a fantastic QB prospect. I get the injury concern, and I get the whole we can't get our hands on him, so it scares us. But he's been cleared by, I believe, two or three uh, private doctors that weren't towards uh, Tua's agency. And so for me, I just feel like Tua makes sense to the Dolphins. It's been tank for Tua. It's been everything towards that. Mm-hmm. And now hearing all these rumors that it's going to be Herbert because they're scared of the injury, it's just – it's it's confusing.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. – And I could definitely me, see them going Justin Herbert here. Also, if they don't trust uh, any of these reports saying that he's 100% ready to go and – or they just could like Justin Herbert's talent better. I really think this pick and the Chargers pick are really like, I've seen so many different mock drafts having those two different, like some have Herbert going five and then some have Tua going six or vice versa. It's really up in the air right now.
0: Well, two scenarios I see that could actually happen on draft day. And they are the two I like most strongly believe is that the dolphins general manager has fallen in love with Herbert. And so he is pleading and hoping that the Chargers trade up in front of them with the Lions and take Tua so he can safely take Herbert without Dolphins fans wanting to crucify him. Mm-hmm. Because it's a much easier blow if the Chargers trade up in front of you and you say, hey, they out-traded us, we just didn't think they were going to trade up and they got Tua. Yeah. Then for them to then take Herbert and pass on Tua. Oh, for sure, yeah. I still believe if it comes down to it, I believe the Dolphins pass on Tua and take Herbert because of the injury concern and just a little bit of Homer-ish. I, I, I truly believe that we are getting Tua. I strongly believe we're getting Tua. I don't think you get a pass it, on
2: him after that tape that came out. <laughs>
0: that was beautiful tape. That last throw of that tape, it was like, what, a 60-yarder on the run? Mm-hmm. That, that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I really hope the Dolphins GM doesn't get to see it. <laughs> But we'll move on to the Chargers pick. And so, again, this is a realistic scenario. The Dolphins could take Tua in front of the Chargers. If this is how the board falls, this is what the Chargers get. And as much as I would love to pass on a quarterback here and take one of these juicy top four O-tackles, it's just not what Tom Telesco would do. I really, really, really don't think Tom Telesco would pass on Justin Herbert for one of these top tackles. You got to grab your QB in the future. So I'm going to grab Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert. I know a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people say that he struggles with accuracy. Uh, he's not a leader, this and that. I don't have any of those same issues. I think when he went he went to the senior bowl, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Combine, he looked really good. I like a lot of what I've seen from tape on him. Uh, I believe the offense he was in at Oregon did not help him at all. I believe it was the wrong offense for him. And I believe uh, a year of sitting behind Tyrod, because I believe Tyrod will be the starter, at least a start. I don't know if he'll get through the entire year, Mm -hmm. but at least a start, he'll be the starter. I think a year behind to kind of learn the NFL would be good for Herbert. So uh, I like this pick. If this is what actually happens on draft night, I've already come to terms. I like Justin Herbert. I like him a lot. Uh, I truthfully, if this was the case, would want the Chargers to trade down. Do they do that? I don't know, but – if we did have the stamp pad at six, I'm okay with Herbert. I like Herbert. <laughs> um, Anything on the Chargers pick?
2: No, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan Love, so I don't see that as an option at six. So,
1: No, definitely not at six.
0: Well, that that was my kind of my scenario for a trade down, is if we were to sit here and Tua goes at five, and we're sitting here at six. And say the Browns offer you a nice package of picks to move up to this six spot to grab an O tackle, yeah. and the Chargers can trade back, and they lose out on Herbert. I wouldn't mind Love at the tenth overall pick. Yeah, he's. I wouldn't he's, hate that there. He's extremely. Um, I, I just think six is too rich for mm-hmm. Love, and I really think Herbert's the only draft choice here. I know a lot of people mock O tackles here. I just can't see it. Yeah. I can't see a team going into the year with Tyrod and Easton Stick as their two QBs, and I know a lot of Chargers fans say we can get Fromm or Herbert, or not Herbert, or Hertz or Eason in the second, and I just, I don't like those options, because that, all you're basically doing there is you're taking a Fromm this year and wasting your second overall pick, or waking wasting your second round pick, I believe. Because next year's draft is just so loaded, so if you're punting on a quarterback this yeah. year, you should just punt fully.
1: I agree. But, we will move on to the Panthers pick, which is Bucks. So I've got an easy decision uh, here because Derek Brown is still on the board, mm. who is by far the best defensive player on the board still. And there's really no other position I could think of on the Panthers defense that really needs more help than their defensive line. And Derek Brown immediately adds that to this team, is help on that defensive line. Really, they only have his – k short. They lost Gerald McCoy and Don Tari to both actually to the Dallas Cowboys in this off season. Um, Brown totaled 12 and a half sacks, 170 tackles and five forced fumbles in his four year college career. Um, that's obviously going to be an immediate impact on the Panthers defense and he, to me is a guy who in a few years could be a household name in Carolina and around the league. Um, he's as good as it gets. He's very versatile. He's got amazing explosiveness. Um, And if you go back and watch his film against LSU in 2019, this last year, uh, he was in, he was a dominant force and LSU was one of the better teams in the league last year. So he was playing NFL. I wouldn't say NFL talent because I don't know LSU's offensive line really looks like, but a talented team nonetheless. And he was he was just as good as it gets and obviously the panthers they need d-line help and again he's going to bring that to them
0: i really like the Derek brown uh pick here for the panthers the pan the panthers are rebuilding and that's quite obvious i believe in the draft they trade back here because they're tr- they're going to try to acquire picks for next year's draft to try to move up for either uh fields or lawrence i believe but Derek brown if they do were to stay at this pick is the perfect pick for them. Mm. Unless Isaiah Simmons somehow fell, but they were mm. very bad against the run last year. And Derek Brown will fix that instantaneously. Like instantaneously, Derek Brown hits that team.
1: He's he, that. he's one of the few guys. Um, well, I wouldn't say few, but he's one of these guys that I feel is like a plug and play starter with like all pro potential. Like that's how I'm very high on Derek Brown. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. And for me right here, uh If the board does fall this way, there's still four o tackles on the board, so i don't think any of these next few teams would be scrambling to get up for this, uh, besides maybe the Buccaneers yeah. to try to grab an O tackle and so for me uh I think if this was how the board actually fell, the Panthers might not find too many suitors mm-hmm. for this pick, and so this Derek Brown is very like realistic for this scenario we're going on. And I believe, like Buck said, he's he's an instant starter from day one. So, I like the pick. uh, No, just to kind of
2: piggyback off your point, they were terrible against the run last year, and they lost both of their
1: starters. So, he's a great piece to put in that defense. With him and Brian Burns from last year, Mm. they're adding two very good young defensive players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, So, we'll move on to (laughs) James' second
0: team. The Arizona Cardinals. Um, Where do you think they're going? I think
2: they're extremely happy that all they get their pick of the tackles here. Um, I'm going to have them take Jedrick Wills off and tackle from Alabama. Um, for a while, I definitely thought this was going to be C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. But obviously, they fleeced Bill O'Brien and the Texans. They got DeAndre Hopkins for a second. Uh, and David Johnson, right? I think so. I'm yeah, <laughs> an idiot. But um, they can throw Jerick Wills at uh, right tackle and pair him with the newly the guy who got a new contract and uh, DJ Humphreys. And I really think you got something yep. starting to brew down there in Arizona if you can add a good tackle
0: here. Yeah, I I actually really like Arizona's one of those sleeper teams for me this year. If they have a good draft, they could be mm-hmm. a very sneaky team. Uh, I really like the Jerick Wills pick. Uh, he's number one on my board for tackles uh i he's the guy that if again the chargers didn't need know uh didn't need a quarterback that's who i'd want them to take if they're if we were going to go on the O tackle route um i think this is a uh just like the derrick brown this is a pu- uh, plug and play mm-hmm. person he's going to start from day one instantly going to make that offense better i mean the offense is already better getting deandre hopkins bill o'brien <laughs> i cannot
1: believe you um buck do you have anything on this pick um i mean I think like James said there, if this played out, and I don't think it'll play out like this because there will be trade-ups and stuff. um, But if the Cardinals did have their choice of all four tackles, that that would be amazing (laughs) for them as an organization. um, Because like, uh, like we said before, the giants could take a tackle. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. But if all four tackle, because everyone's saying that, by the Jets pick at 11, all four tackles could be off the board. Yeah. Um And for this to have – or get to pick number eight with all four on the board, who knows? <laughs> oh,
2: there's a lot of teams that will be happy with that for sure.
1: Yep.
0: And so now I'm sitting here with the Jags, and there's two people I'm thinking between. And honestly – if you guys know me, I love cornerbacks. I love safeties. And so I'm always going to lean that route. Okay. And I'm going to take C.J. Henderson here. He's a Florida kid going back to Florida into Jacksonville, replacing Jalen Ramsey. I believe C.J. Henderson is a good pick here for the Jags. I believe he's an immediate starter on that defense. The only thing I, I knock him for is his tackling is a little suspect. Uh, he, he's not always the happiest to come up in the run support. But he's very sticky in coverage, and I believe he is a day one starter for that team uh, for that defense. Um, they do have another pick later on, which is why I was kind of leaning towards the other one because I feel like they maybe could get Gladney or mm-hmm. like a Fulton later on. But why risk it when CJ Fulton is number two on my board for cornerbacks? Uh, I'm just taking the short thing. I believe I really believe CJ Henderson is going to be a good corner in this league. So I'm taking so for my eyes. I'm taking the short. He's thing. a
2: very athletic corner. I really like this pick. Um... Because you look at now, they don't have Ramsey or Boye. So they really have to start
0: fresh here. Yeah, thanks for that. I love Boye <laughs> being in my division. Right. Point. A fourth or a fifth, <laughs> too? Yeah, six. it was
1: cheap, too. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll move on to this next pick, which is the Browns. And the Browns will be salivating over having three tackles here. Yeah, this is Buckley honestly taken.
1: just whoever they think is the best tackle on the board here. I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas for them. I think he, out of all the tackles, he might not necessarily turn out to be the best, but at number 10 here, I believe he's the safest one. He's the guy that you know what you're getting out of him right away. Um, Makai Becton, to me, is a little bit more raw. He's a good player, and he's maybe one of the most athletic ones out of them um, in terms of just pure athleticism. Uh, and also the, the guy Tristan worse. He's very good as well. But again, I, I still think Andrew Thomas out of the three available is the safest one. And uh, again uh, the Browns have been looking for another offensive tackle. They haven't really, who's been their offensive tackles the last couple of years after Joe Thomas. They've That's had, what I was thinking
2: uh, Greg Robinson the past couple years.
1: Yeah, so they need to go another offensive tackle. And seeing an offensive tackle on the left side with Thomas, it's gonna bring back some memories.
0: <laughs> and so uh for me, I, I totally agree with you. Thomas is the more safe route. Uh worfs, people have talked about moving in a guard. I still I, I see him as a tackle, but they there's been rumbling about maybe moving worse in a guard. And Becton, he is a walking highlight. I mean, if you watch his tape. There are some massive pancakes from him that are amazing. But he still needs work in his pass uh, blocking. Uh, he's very good in run, and I believe he's good for a spread offense, but he still needs to work in his uh, pass. So I believe Thomas would actually be the pick here. Uh, I really like the Thomas pick, mostly because you're pairing him up with Conklin, and I believe that uh, the Browns are a offensive line away from mm. being a really, really good team. Like they have OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Baker Mayfield, who I still believe in, and now they went out in the off season. They had mm-hmm. a good. They had a good free agency. I believe if they can land one of these top four O tackles, I believe this team is pushing for the playoff. And I know everybody said this last year, and they failed us. Mm-hmm. They failed us very hard. But I'm jumping back on that boat if this happens.
1: Like, even if their this draft doesn't go how we've had it, I think no matter what, how the draft plays out, one of those four tackles will be available at number 10.
0: I, I agree with that. And I think that the Browns will do everything in their power to win one of these top four guys. And if they aren't there, I have no clue what yeah. the Browns would do. Like, if the Browns don't have one of these four tackles here, I don't know where they go. They yeah. might just trade back, honestly. And so James, do you have anything else to No, I like the mention pick. about the Browns. You
2: Brains? have uh, Thomas on the left side and Conklin on the right side. You actually have one of the better units in the league. So,
1: and they got Treder at center who's pretty good. Mhm. Um it- I can't think of their guards, but oh, they traded Zeitler.
2: <laughs> I want to see uh Nick Chubb run for 2000 yards next year.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Baker would have no excuses anymore. I'm oh, sorry. With the receivers and weapons he has and the offensive line he has, he has no excuses.
2: Oh, I agree 100%.
0: Well,
1: yeah, that that's my big thing is this this year is Baker. If this actually
0: happens, this is Baker's, like, make or break year. You have no excuses. You're, you got rid of Freddie Kitchens, who I think was holding them back. You have this O-line that actually is starting to look pretty good, and you have a very good receiving core around you with a good running back. Like he's got to step up, or he for needs sure. to be shown door. And I like Baker, so I, I hope I hope he steps up. He's really funny in all the commercials. He seems like a really nice guy. I'm rooting for him. He, really he gets too much game. hate and slander. So... Uh, I mean, oh yes, yes, he yeah. gets way too much hate. Huh. Way too much hate. Now we're on to James's pick yep. with Bucks. Um,
2: so in my opinion, I think the draft's going to look a lot different at this point. I think that the Jets will be looking at the fourth best offensive tackle. So, usually I would take a wide receiver here. But since there's two of them remaining, I'll take Makai Beckton, offensive tackle from Louisville.
1: It's not the pick I thought you were going to go with, to be honest. I'm glad you did, though. <laughs> oh, no. See,
2: I think that it's going to be down to worse uh, in how it's actually going to go. And I think that you guys should go Judy or CeeDee Lamb. But since you have your choice of two – I'm going to have you take Becton. Um, and it's simple. Um, Sam Darnold was pressured a lot last year. And it, they did a, They've done a good job of addressing the O-line and free agency. They brought in McGovern to play center. They brought in a couple of tackles. Uh, George Fant and what was it? Greg Van Rotten was the other one.
1: Yep. Yep. They're, yep, yep.
2: And they're okay. But you really need to get a solidified tackle. Um it kind of brings back the memories of when you guys had DeBricashaw Ferguson way back in yep. the day, yep. a true baller left uh, tackle. So I now if him. you're looking at Mackay um, at left tackle and Fant at right tackle, you're not doing too bad, but they definitely need a receiver too. So
1: This receiver's think. class is so deep. I really do think they could go in the later rounds for a receiver. Eric and I were talking about that actually earlier today. I, I don't – think there's any other way to go other than offensive line here unless like you said if if all four offensive line were off the board they either have a decision to make if if cj henderson's there i might even go with him over a receiver uh but who knows i don't know if they'd actually go with that but
0: i really like the pick here of Beckton. um so for me, Becton is number four on my board just because, again, as I said, I believe that his pass pro still needs some work. Um, but he has amazing size. He's very athletic for his size. You don't see <laughs> men made like this often. So I will take the guy who is a mountain of a man who needs a little help in pass protection. I mean, I love worse. Don't get me wrong. But if the rumblings are true about he ha- that he might have to move into guard, then Becton is the only one left here that is the sure thing left tackle. Like, I've yeah. only heard him at left tackle. There's been no rumblings about moving him side. He's a for-, a for sure tackle. And so, for me, I like the Beckton pick here. I think it's one that could actually happen. Uh, as I said before, he is a mountain of a man. This <laughs> dude is humongous. And if you ever can, go watch some highlight tape on him. You don't even have to watch highlights, actually. Just go actually watch real tape on him, and you'll oh, see pancake takes. almost He's pretty bad. Game. Like, this dude is a monster. And so I'll move on to the next pick of the team that shall not be named. Um, so I'm sitting here with a pick I don't want to have to make because I love C.D. Lamb. And seeing him go to the Raiders would actually kill me. I love CD. I believe CD is a fantastic receiver, and they need him. Tyrell Hunter Renfro, that receiver core won't do it. Now, I don't like Derek Carr all too much, but I believe if you give him a receiving core of CD Lamb, Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro, just like Baker Mayfield, he has no excuse to be bad that is a fantastic fantastic offense. And so I believe this is the for sure thing. I could see a world where mm. someone goes Judy or someone goes Rugs. If they want speed, you go Rugs. If you want and then it's just kind of a opinion on if you like Judy better or if you like CD better cuz Judy is very very oh. very good at route running. Mm-hmm. He is a magician in that. I mean, if you go watch his tape, it is sexy. For me, I like CD. I like CD. I love, I love everything about him. I love all his tape. He has short hands. I believe he is a, a better route runner than people give him credit for. He's got very good athleticism. And for me, I comp him to. He plays like DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not saying he's DeAndre Hopkins. He plays like DeAndre Hopkins. And I feel like CD in this offense is what he he'd be their look for best the receiver.
1: receiver since Antonio Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys have any, no, any, anything the on the
2: CD um, Just like you said, it all depends on preference between. I think it should be Judy or CD. I don't think Ruggs is in the conversation
0: with the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, see, I've heard a lot of buzz about teams liking Ruggs a lot more just due to just pure oh. on. It's, it's a copycat league. Everybody wants to copy what the last person did. And the Chiefs Mm -hmm. just won a Super Bowl based on pure speed. I mean, everybody wants that Tyreek kill. And if that's the case and the Raiders want to try to match speed for speed, Ruggs is your guy. Ruggs is, in my opinion, he is a number one in this league. Some people think he's not number one. I cannot believe that. Go watch his tape. He's fantastic. He is extremely, extremely, extremely fast and will take the top off defenses Mm -hmm. all day and twice on Sundays. In my opinion, though, I Mm -hmm. like C D and Judy better. But I can definitely see why a team would take Henry Ruggs in front of those two. So, moving on, we'll go to the next team, the San Francisco 49ers. They got this pick from the Colts by trading DeForest Buckner. And uh, we'll
1: go So, to we're going to have back-to-back receivers go here. The 49ers are going to select Jerry Judy, who we basically just touched on. Uh, they have Debo Samuel, who came out as a really good player for them last year. They drafted him, what, the second round last year? I believe so, um, yeah. And you put Jerry Judy into that offense, who's an incredible route runner. I've never seen in like recent years, I've never seen a better route runner coming straight out of college. Other, uh, not What am I trying to say here? That wasn't Jerry Judy. Sorry, I had to stutter there for a second. Um, Jerry Judy's the best route runner I've seen in recent years coming out of college. And you put him in that offense with the 49ers who you could argue – If they had Jerry Judy in that Super Bowl last year, they could have possibly won the Super Bowl Um, because it came down to offense and they stopped scoring late in that game. And you put Jerry Judy in an offense like that with how Kyle Shanahan is so crafty with his offense Mm -hmm. and the versatility you're adding with Jerry Judy, that would work perfectly in that offense. And it gives Jimmy G another weapon. Um, And again, Kyle Shanahan... I give him more credit than a lot of people do, um, but he's a very good offensive coach and a good offensive mind. And if someone's going to utilize Jerry Judy to um, his best ability, it's going to be Kyle Shannon.
0: And everybody knows for years now, Shannon has been trying to trade for that set number one receiver. And it's always, and a lot of the rumors have always been Odell. And that's a guy who's comp to Judy a lot. Now, Judy doesn't have the off-field issues that Odell has, but I can definitely see where the comp comes from. This dude has very sure hands. He is amazing. He is basically a poet when it comes to route running. He has very good speed. Um, he is an altogether, like, uh, as I've said, a lot of people have him ranked number one on their boards. The only thing I'll say about the Niners here is what I said about CD, is that the Niners like speed, and I could definitely see Ruggs going here also. Again, it's a jumble between these three. We don't know which one's going to go. It's kind of like how it was with Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross, where it was like pretty close between the three. Oh, these three are better than those three. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare the three. These three are very, very much better than those three. But it's like a jumble. We don't know which one will go where because you don't know what the team's preference is. Like, if the team wants speed, you go rugs. If you want. Like the happy medium between the two, you go Judy. If you want the athlete who is just short handed and basically plays like D-Hop, you go CD, you know? And it's just kind of going to go, like, whoever picks the first wide receiver, mm-hmm. that's when the dominoes are going to And fall. just
1: take a moment to think how good that 49ers offense would be. Yeah. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo, you have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, all three running backs they have, plus they're actually getting Jarek McKinnon back, um, mm-hmm. and you add Jerry Judy to that offense as well.
0: And Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne's sneaky sneaky good. Sneaky good as I well. I yeah. like Kendrick Bourne.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I James, think the say anything, Colts
0: Dad? would be upset if this is how it works out, because they've
2: definitely lost on a chance to get Jerry Judy. Even though they did get DeForest Buckner, I think they're upset about that. Because if you paired him mm-hmm. with T.Y. Hilton, that'd be, I, it'd be an
0: incredible duo I right there. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Fully agree with that. If the Colts actually saw this, if you could pair Jerry mm-hmm. Judy and T.Y. Hilton, I mean... Philip Rivers would have so many yeah. receivers to throw kicks to. <laughs> it would be insane. Um, I'm just kidding, Rivers. I love you. Moving on, we'll go to Tampa. Uh, it's a very simple pick Dick.
2: for me. They'd be very happy if this is how it worked out. I'm taking uh, Tristan Wirth's tackle from Iowa, I believe.
1: Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, yep. That's Iowa. sad
2: to see my boy Bulaga in the powder blue, but we're not going to talk about that this show. But um, right, Donovan look. Smith and DeMar Dotson, uh, their play level really dropped last year. So tackle's a huge spot, especially when you're bringing in a non mobile quarterback like Brady. Um, There's not too much to say, honestly. I think Bursch would uh, be a great fit for the Bucks, And the fact that they don't have to trade up to get a tackle is, is huge for them.
0: This is definitely a team that I can see... Like if this is how it Mm -hmm. fell, they're salvating basically because there's one position, you know, the Broncos or the Buccaneers want in this draft and it's O-Tackle. They need to protect Brady because as James just Mm -hmm. alluded to, he's not mobile at all. He's also 42 and agent. Uh So you need to protect this guy. And if they were able to get worse, who is probably the most athletic out of all of them, he had the best Mm -hmm. athletic uh, testing out of all of them. I think they'd be aesthetic. I believe that in the real draft, the Buccaneers probably trade up the grab one of these guys. Uh, that's just my opinion, but I believe that like, they are sure headed on one of these O tackles, and they will make sure they get one. Um, but I love this pick, I, and I believe Worfs is actually the guy that the Buccaneers uh, want. Worfs just seems like a Buccaneers pick, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys have the same feeling, but when I look through the guys, it's between Thomas and Worf for me, but for the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely they definitely um, need a tackle. So, I think James know. said they have they've had Donovan Smith and Dotson for a long time now and it just seems like they've fallen off a cliff in recent years. Um so Brady Brady who's been getting the best protection of a lot of quarterbacks out of a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh you need to protect him especially since he's 42. He takes any big hit, he's you know, you never know if he's getting back up. <laughs>
0: That's- So we'll move on to. I don't know how I got both people in my division, but somehow I also got the Broncos. And again, I have to give them a receiver that I don't want to give them. But Henry Ruggs and Cortland Sons is just such an amazing tandem. And, like, then you look at my division now, and you have Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Corlin Sutton, Henry Ruggs, and Tyrell and Jerry Seedy, Keenan and Mike Williams.
1: Yep.
0: Oh, CD, CD, CD and Tyrell, and then you have Keenan and Mike. Like, these yeah. wide receiver cores are stacked. And going back to the, this Broncos pick, Henry Ruggs, as I've, as I've alluded to, he's the fastest player in this draft. And... You're basically giving the Broncos a Tyree kill, which I think is fantastic for Drew Locke's development because mm-hmm. he's a guy who can take the top off the of defense. Opening up Cortland Sutton more, and this is a team that very much needs a wide receiver too. You can't go into next season with Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton <laughs> kind of taking over that 2 role. That was just very gross. Um, but I, I love Henry Ruggs. And again, as I said, it's all preference here. Uh, I know for a fact, because Benjamin Albright said this, uh, Henry Ruggs is the guy that the Broncos really want. Um and I I believe Ender mulbright Like he he is the say all be all on the Broncos, so what he says is law. And so I fully believe that. Uh what do you guys uh think um, on this pick? I I love that pick,
2: honestly. It pairs with Drew Locke so well. He has such a big arm and you have such a good uh deep threat wide receiver. I think it's a match made in heaven for them, honestly.
0: Yeah, I I really like it a lot.
1: Buck, Basically, just giving them that playmaker on offense for Drew Locke, You know, it would mean the world to him and a young quarterback. And again, you, like you said even earlier, it's a copycat league. I mean, we have seen guys like John Ross fail, but if you can get anywhere close to the success that uh, the Chiefs have had with Tyree Kill, then that's a win here for the uh, for the Broncos.
0: All right, so we'll be moving on to the halfway point. Actually, in this draft, uh, Buck, you have the Falcons. yeah,
1: and the Falcons with recently having Vic Beasley not turn out how they wanted to. Um, he, you know, he started out his career doing well, but in recent years, just really fell down. Also, Tack McKinley, uh, who was their first rounder a few, uh, few years ago, hasn't really turned out to be the best for them either. He's just kind of. Meh. He's like an average um, player
2: for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you got to get another yeah. pass rusher in there, and you're going to go Clavon Chase on at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him going like there that. in a ton of mock drafts, and I think it's actually one of those picks that will happen. Um, he did tear his ACL in 2018, so that's like one of those red flag things. Um, but he's got a lot of room to grow. He's got a, an incredible burst off the edge. And again, the Falcons are one of those teams that it's like they have so much talent. They have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley on offense. They did lose Austin Hooper. They just traded to get uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, They also signed Todd Gurley. They have so much talent and they could be so good. I feel like they're one of those teams that's just been they've underproduced these last few years because going from the Super Bowl to the uh, divisional round and then just going whatever they were five and 11 or something like they just fell mm-hmm. off so quickly, but they still have so much talent. You put Clavon Chase on that team. I'm not saying they're going to go from, or they six and 10 last year? I'm not saying they're going to go from six and 10 to 11 to five because of him, but they also added Dante Fowler in the off season. So mm-hmm. you pair him um, with Clavon Chase on, you're making a lot of good moves and you're making headway.
0: Uh, That was the big point I was about to bring up is that Chason and Fowler on the edges is actually a very, very good tandem, in my opinion. Chason was one of the big reasons LSU actually went on mm-hmm. to win the national championship. I don't think people really realize how much of a game wrecker he was in like the playoffs. This dude, almost every single defensive drive was killing teams. I mean, this dude was getting through every time. He's a fantastic speed rush. As you said, there's still some things he needs to refine in his game. I believe he only had like two to three sacks on the actual season, uh, not including playoffs. Um, so he definitely needs uh, the production a little bit more. But you can see the talents there. Definitely a pick. I could see the Falcons doing. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, James, he's here. I LSU think it's goal, a very so. good pick.
2: He is a little raw, but if you give him a little time, I think he'll fit perfectly next to
0: Dante Fowler. So we're gonna move on to the next pick, which is the Dallas Cowboys, and um, so they got
2: uh, they do have a few needs. Safety could potentially go here, maybe Xavier McKinney, but I'm looking at a couple players they brought in. They brought in Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy, and as we were talking earlier about the Panthers, with those two guys, they had one of the worst run defenses in the league. And I honestly think they potentially could get to steal the draft here in Javon Kinlaw. Completely agree. mm -hmm. Completely Um, agree. I would much rather throw him in there instead of two stopgap defensive linemen. He's so explosive, and he would pair up so well on that defensive line with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. And that's an amazing pick for the Cowboys.
0: I think another uh... – thing that people I think are being overshadowed too is yeah. that they signed Alden Smith this Austin awesome mm-hmm. too because he was reinstated. So Lawrence, Kinlaw, uh Alden Smith, and then a mixture of McCoy and Poe. I know yeah. they're not they're shells of their former selves, but I mean they're still mm-hmm. they're still name value. Uh I really like the Kinlaw pick here. Uh he at the senior bowl was doing really good until he got flagged. I think it was for a knee uh injury, which uh he didn't get to actually play in the game. But while he when he was there and in practice he was Amazing! If you go and watch the tape, he's fantastic. He's my D tackle too uh, in my rankings. Uh, I love Kinlaw, and I do believe he will fall in the draft. And I believe it's going to be like one of those Darwin James type things. With whoever gets him, is going to be extremely happy with him because uh, he is a fantastic player. He's not only a fantastic player; he's a fantastic guy. If you haven't gone and watched it, uh, uh, you can probably go see it on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, just go go look at Kinlaw's story. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but it is fantastic. It's a it's a great watch. Uh, I, I I really am rooting for Kim Law. I want to be a good player in the, in the NFL, and I really think he will. And I think the Dallas Cowboys is just a perfect spot for him. I mean, he he would feast on that D line. Uh, I really like this pick. Um. So moving on. I'm no see Do you have anything no on pick. that pick? All right. So moving on, we'll go to the Dolphins, and that's my pick. And so there's a few ways I could go here because the Dolphins still have a lot of needs. I mean, they still need, as James alluded to earlier, oh, tackles but I feel like right now I'd be reaching on one. Uh, inside O-line, I feel like I'd be reaching on one. Safety's one that I'm staring at right now. I think I'm probably going to go. Edge is a big need, and running back's a big need. So where I think I'm going to go is I think I, Xavier McKinney staring at me in the face. I really like Xavier McKinney. He's my number one rated safety, so I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. I believe Xavier McKinney with this pick is actually a very, very strong pick. It's one that I believe that if Kinlaw is not there for the Cowboys, they will take. Um, He is a very, very good safety. He's not one that is a Derwin James, a Jamal Adams, but he is good for what he does. And I believe he'd be a fantastic addition to an already stacked secondary of uh, Howard and Byron Jones. Uh I really really like this pick for the Dolphins. I think that he fits them well. I really believe at 26 we'll we'll have to look try to address that O-line for Tua, but uh I I really believe that reaching on a no tackle there would have been too much. So I'm going to go with Cameron I like Kinney. this pick. Uh,
2: uh, they haven't been able um, to grab yeah. another safety ever since Rashad Jones did he he left, right? Or did he Yeah. He's a free I, believe he's I believe he's gone. I believe he's They had Eric Rowe who played okay, and if you pair him with McKinney, the Dolphins are starting to look like a potential contender in that
0: AFC East. Exactly, and that and that AFC East is is quote unquote open since Brady left. We'll see what Belichick can do with Stidham or what he what he can do in this draft, you know, or Brian Hoyer if they want to start Hoyer. But that that division is open. I mean, the Bills are pretty are looking pretty good, but. Uh, We will move on to this Raiders second pick in this
1: draft. So Buck. I've got them going with actually the younger brother of Stefan Diggs, Trevon Diggs, uh, out of Alabama. He's 6'2", 207 pounds, and NFL teams love going with these taller corners. Um, He's very physical in man coverage, which I love. And I've actually kind of got like an NFL comp. I see a lot of to Tlaib in him. He's not a great tackler. But you look at him in man coverage with his physicality, and then he's phenomenal in zone coverage. Um, and the Raiders, they took a corner in last year's draft, too, right? Uh, maybe not. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yes, oh, right. They so you pair
1: him up with Mullins. You got two young corners, uh, and they don't have a lot of great corners. So you put him and Mullins back there. Um, you've got two guys you can develop. And uh, this was the pick I believe they got in the Khalil Mack trade from the Chicago bears too. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they'd be ecstatic to have him fall here to 19 and you're improving your defense uh, in a big way with this pick.
0: So Trayvon Diggs is interesting because for me, one I have Gladney and Fulton above him. Uh, I also have Jalen Johnson above him. Uh, But Diggs since uh, for Twitter right now, is getting a huge push right now. A lot of people, uh, I guess, in the NFL actually really like Diggs. They like how he is a good press corner. They like how he's very sticky in coverage, and they like that, again, he's from a bigger school, and he's getting a lot of buzz right now. They're saying that he could go anywhere from the mid uh, of the uh, first round all the way to the back of the second round. No one knows where he's going to go because they're getting a lot of mixed signals from him Mm -hmm. or from uh, other draft Twitter. Um, so I me, could see the I, Christian I like Fulton argument for
1: me. Um, I do yeah. like him a lot uh, as well.
0: I like Gladney. I like Fulton. I like Gladney. I like Fulton. I like, well, for me, I like a lot of these corners. I like Gladney, Fulton, Johnson, AJ Terrell, Damian Arnett, uh, Trayvon Diggs. I like this corner class is actually sneaky, sneaky good. And so any of these guys, a lot of these guys, the uh, Trayvon Diggs, Jeff Gladney, Christian Fulton, Jalen Johnson, I could see any of these guys going in the first round. Uh, it's just, again, based on preference and where teams have them ranked. Uh, but I really like the Trayvon Diggs pick here. Uh, he's a guy that I believe would immediately improve the Raiders' defense. And um, you guys have anything else I like to uh, say for the Raiders?
2: But in my opinion, I'd go A.J. Terrell. I thought he was having a very good year until um, everyone has the bad memories in their head when he got dusted by Justin Jefferson. But he played very well throughout that whole year.
0: Yeah. Um, so, again, I think – again, it's it's all based on preference, I think, for Diggs. But uh, we'll move on to the next pick, which will be James and the Jaguars, who took C.J. Henderson. I think they
2: had the another second. impact defender here. I think they had – new tier Gross Matos, edge from Penn State. Um, well, they just lost to yeah. Campbell. They're going to lose Yannick and Ngakwe. So you might as well add an edge rusher. Um, I've seen a little bit of film on him. He seems like he's a very solid um, defender in the pass and run. I think he'd be a great fit across from Josh Allen. And then you have Taven Bryant, who they drafted a couple of years back. Um, it's not quite sacks and good, but it's, you're not too bad.
1: Yeah,
0: I like I like your two Gross Matos. It, it, this is a little uh high for my liking, but I could definitely see uh the Jags mm-hmm. reaching because this is a need for them. Um Gross Matos, I believe, gets a lot of hate from draft Twitter. Um for a lot of different reasons. He's a pick that for me just feels like a Seahawks pick. Like in this like Seahawks always take one of those guys who's like a fringe uh day one pick who You're not really thinking about, and your two gross Matos, just every time just hits me right there. But would it surprise me if he went this high in the draft? No, because he has has the talent, and uh, he was very good at Penn State. And so I do believe that this is a pick that could actually happen. This is a pick that if they did go fully defensive heavy, they need to go edge rush. And again, there's a few other guys that I may pick ahead of them, but again, I'm not an NFL GM, so... The guys could like your two Gross Mottos a lot, a lot more. AJ Epinesa absolutely bombed the combine, so he'll probably fall to day two. Zach Bond's really good, but again, they've all they've all said that he's a fringe day one guy. All the edges left are fringe day one guys, and really, a lot of these guys have the, that need, so I could see them going for
1: it. Um, I just want to say, do you guys have anything
0: else on this pick?
1: The real draft won't play out like this, but we could see, I could see this pick as a potential pick where Jordan Love goes if he falls to 20. I know it's kind of under the radar. I don't know if he'll even fall this far, but um, if he did fall to 20 and Jacksonville's sitting here, they could either trade back, but I'm saying Jordan Love is one of those picks that, unless they're totally sold on Gardner Minshew, uh, Jordan Love's one of those guys I could see go here to the Jaguars. I mean, I think he's better than Minshew. Can't say that right off the bat, but if he's here at twenty, I don't think the Jaguars could pass on him. They're in need of a quarterback.
0: I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I definitely believe that the Jags uh, should definitely take Jordan Love here. Uh, if you look at if you look at any draft site, they have QB as a need. So at one point in the draft, I guarantee you they take one because they just traded Foles. I don't know if they take him in the first round. It depends if they like Love or not. But I, they will definitely be a person that like they could, you can could see them maybe take From or maybe take like an Anthony Gordon later on in the draft. Uh, that is definitely something I can see happening. Uh, we'll move on, though, to the Eagles. And I already know who I'm taking with the Eagles. Uh, I'm mm. taking Christian Fulton because Christian Fulton is just the perfect draft pick for the Eagles. They need a corner. I know a lot of people think wide receiver here, but they need cornerback though And Christian Fulton is my third-ranked corner on the board. He's right above Jeff Gladney, and I feel like he would fit in perfectly with the Eagles. Uh, he was from LSU. Again, part of that national championship team was very good. He was opposite Derek Stingley, uh, who was also a very good corner. He's going to be coming out the next year and the year after. But I like Christian Fulton, and I think he fits this team perfectly. Uh, he's a sticky corner. And I just – I think that – let's see – I, I like the Fulton pick here, but I'm a TC fan. I really want to go Gladney, so now I'm kind of I'm kind jostling in my head, but I'm going to stick Fulton. Uh,
2: not a bad pick uh, for sure. Some... I think them getting um, Darius Slay takes the need off them to take one in the first round. I think they go Justin Jefferson, but I definitely – I wouldn't be mad if I was an Eagles fan and they grabbed the a cornerback because it was terrible for them last year.
1: Yeah, but... I'm with James uh... – and he's actually going to be the next pick. Uh, But I think Christian, I I think Justin Jefferson would be the pick here, but I do get the Fulton pick as well because they do need corners. Uh, So either way, I don't think it's a loss for them.
0: All right, so we'll actually go from there I've to the next pick. I've got take. Justin oh, Jefferson going Vikings to
1: the Vikings. Pick? If the Eagles pass on him, I don't see the Vikings passing on him. They're in need of a wide receiver, too, after trading Stephon Diggs. They still have Adam Thielen. Uh, they've got Busy Johnson. I think he's, that's how you pronounce his name. Um, but he's a good slot. He's a good third option. But you need to get another receiver there in uh, the Vikings who just made playoffs this year and actually eliminated the new Orleans saints. They're not as bad as everyone thought. And if you put Justin Jefferson uh, into that lineup, by wide receiver, he's obviously worse than Stephon Diggs. but for the 22nd pick to have a guy like him available, you take him and it's not a huge loss. You're still getting back a good wide receiver.
0: Yeah. And I, I love the Justin Jefferson pick here.
1: Um, He was one of the,
0: again, big guys, national championship team. I believe he's one of those guys who uh, works best when he's in the slot. He has sneaky athleticism. He's he's actually ran a pretty good 40. Um, I think that he can actually work on the outside pretty well, too. Uh, I'll let James talk about him more because James Uh, is the big LSU guy. uh, I love
2: Justin Jefferson. Outstanding route runner. Very reliable hands. Um, I think he'd be a great fit with um, the Vikings. The biggest thing for Kirk Cousins is – he needs receivers that won't have the attitude like Stephon Diggs does. Um, yeah, and I don't know, I really like Jefferson there. It would suck being a Packers fan and an LSU, LSU fan to see him go to the Vikings, but Kirk
0: Cousins would be very happy. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, Kirk Cousins would love this. And if they could trade uh, Stephon Diggs and then somehow come out with Justin oh, Jefferson sure. in this draft, they would be ecstatic. Because Justin Jefferson is a fantastic receiver. And so, um, and so we'll, move on to, we'll move on to the next pick, which is James um, with the Patriots.
2: They could go a variety of different ways here. Potentially a Jordan Love. I don't see them doing that. I could see A.J. Espenza. But I'm going to have them taking inside linebacker Patrick Queen from LSU. <laughs> they did lose Landon Roberts, who was one of their starters beside Dante Hightower last year. And Patrick Queen's an amazing cover linebacker, and he would fit so well in that Belichick defense. Um, With this addition, I think they could potentially have the number one defense in the league. So it would be a great addition. Patrick Queen, who'd you take?
0: Patrick Queen, I love that pick. So this actually is one of my uh, draft crushes in this draft is Patrick Queen. He was a guy when uh, everything started after the national championship game, where, like, you start doing tape studies and everything like that. Everybody believed he was actually going to go back to uh, LSU. Uh, And so when I was doing mock drafts on uh, the draftnetwork.com, just go check it out. You can do mock drafts on there for your favorite team. Uh, I was getting Patrick Queen in, like, the fourth round, and I was, like, I went and watched tape on him because I was, like, oh, I I just need a linebacker to go watch tape on this guy? And I was, like, holy crap. I'm, like, I'm going to get a steal. I'm, like, if he actually goes in the fourth, he's going to be a steal. Well, a month later, this guy is now a top – fucking 20 pick in this draft i mean this dude flew up draft boards it's crazy and i mean if you watch his tape it, it, it shows you why he has all the athleticism in the world he's a sideline to sideline linebacker he's the perfect mike he can cover he's fantastic that the only knock on him is that sometimes he gets there too fast and he misses the tackle and like that's correctable Like he has all the athleticism in the world. I love this dude so much. I wish, I wish, I wish there was a way he would follow the Chargers in the second round. It's not going to happen. And he's going to go to the Patriots
1: of all teams. Makes it even worse. (laughs) So, that definitely hurts.
0: Uh, But do you guys have anything else on the Patrick Queen pick? All right. Well, then that lets us move uh, right into the next pick, which is Kenneth Murray to the Saints because the Saints need a linebacker. And. Kenneth Murray, I believe, is the third best linebacker. He's third in my rankings. If you can rank Isaiah. See, for me, I don't rank Isaiah Simmons as a linebacker. I rank him in a different tier of hybrid. So if you're actually looking at linebackers, uh, Kenneth Murray's my second. He's fantastic. He is, a, again, a sideline-to-sideline side line linebacker. He's not as good in coverage as Patrick Queen, but he's a tackling machine. He's a sure tackler. He does not miss tackles. He has a good football IQ and he's really, really, really good at getting through blocks. And so I love Kenneth Murray for the Saints team. I think it's a really good pick for them. Shores up that defense. Love the pick for the Saints. No, that's and a phenomenal pick, else? honestly. That
2: could yeah, the fall to 24. pushes them over the, uh, the hump to the Super Bowl.
0: The yep. hump that's been huge for them for the last three years. One that just can't seem to get past. Uh, we'll move on to – wait, the fuck, Yeah, to the, yeah and I'll tell Vikings you Jackson what, Road. if like, the Vikings
1: cool. have this happen, I'm giving them an A-plus on day one of the draft because they got Justin Jefferson, number 22, and number 25 they're going Jeff Gladney uh, out of uh, TCU at 25 Man. with Xavier Rhodes doing awful last year, and they lost Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes to the Bengals, they need corner help desperately. You put Jeff Gladney on this team, you give them an instant number one corner at the 25th pick. I, I mean, you will not see me hate on this
0: pick. Jeff Gladney, I love him. I'm a TCU. I love TCU. I mean, Jeff Gladney, he is sticky in coverage. He is fantastic when he uh, is off coverage and zone. When he gets his eyes on the quarterback, I think that's when he plays best. Um, and the big thing I have for Jeff Gladney is he's a dog. There's a play I can remember in Texas uh, when we were versus Texas. Uh, two, they're running. Uh, they ran two slants. Went to the inside receiver. Wasn't Jeff Gladney's guy. He breaks two tackles and is going downfield. Well, Jeff Gladney actually catches them from behind, catches them around the ten yard line. The next play is a screen pass from Jeff Gladney. Sign. He breaks through, and makes the tackle. The next three plays are three passes that go out of the back of the end zone, and they end up only uh, settling for three points. But if Jeff Gladney doesn't make that second effort to come all the way back, that's seven points. So he saved four points on that one extra effort. He's a dog. He loves the game of football, and you can see it. He loves putting in that extra effort, and that's why I like Jeff Gladney. I think if the Vikings came away with this draft, as Buck said, that's an A+. I have nothing Uh, to complain about that pick.
2: Um, I think if you pair him with Mike Hughes, you got – Quite to duo there and they're definitely not missing Stefan Diggs that is 100% sure
1: and in a division where it's one of the best divisions of football especially at the quarterback position with Matt Stafford uh, and then you got Aaron Rodgers you need corners in that division that's all I'm going to say guarding guys like Devontae Adams and Kenny Galladay as well yep
0: and I think that uh a going from Xavier Rhodes who was very very crusty last year. I don't like hating on players but Xavier Rhodes is not Xavier Rhodes that we used to know. And so going to Gladney from Xavier Rhodes I think would be night and day for this defense. Um so we'll move on to the Dolphins which I I'm going to go games. with a
2: very simple pick here. I'm going to take offensive tackle Austin Jackson at of USC. Um, my favorite late first round tackle prospects. He is a little raw, but I think he has very high potential. I see him like almost like a a not-as-good Makai back then. He'll um, be huge, too, because yes. you need to protect your franchise quarterback, Tua, and their tackle, like I mentioned earlier, their tackles are terrible. They did add Eric Flowers, who should be an okay guard for them, but they need to keep working on the offensive line.
0: I, I like this pick. Uh, Austin Jackson is a guy who gets mocked to the Chargers a lot in the second round. Uh, so I've watched a lot a lot of tape on Austin Jackson. Uh, the one knock on him I have is his game against uh, A.J. Epinesa, where he gets absolutely abused by uh, A.J. Epinesa all game. But is yeah. really good, so you can't hate that. Uh, he, I agree he's a very good tackle. Uh, I believe the Dolphins do take a tackle at this pick. I think they have to, whether it be Austin Jackson, Josh Jones, Isaiah Wilson, there's a Cleveland, Lucas Niang, whoever they really want. Um, again, it's preference, but I do believe it's an it's an offensive tackle. I believe if you are drafting a quarterback with that first pick, whether it be two or Herbert, you have to come away with these next two picks. One of them, and it's not a an, reach an Offensive tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: it's not a reach.
1: Um, uh, Buck, do you have anything? Just the Dolphins as a whole. They're such an improved team. And especially on that offensive line that traded Laramie Tunsil last year. If you put Austin Jackson here, they also signed uh, Eric Flowers, which isn't a great addition, but it always shows that they're making um, the adjustments necessary on that offensive line.
0: Uh, So I'll go next. I have the next pick, which is Seattle. And Seattle is always hard to look at because you can give them who you believe they want. And they'll go with Rashad Penny, who everybody thought was a third-round pick. They'll go with Collier out of TCU, who everyone thought was a mid-second-day mid-second uh, pick. So, like, it's hard to predict Seattle. They, they It's like they like to play mind games with themselves. Um, me, I'm just going to give them what I believe they need, and that's mm. Zach Bond out of Wisconsin, Edge. Uh, they need an Edge. They haven't gotten Jadavian Clowney back. I believe uh, Zach Bond is a very good edge out of Wisconsin. Uh, he has everything you want in an edge. Um, but again, for Seattle, it's very hard to predict because it's like every year you sit there and you're just like, all right, which day three pick are they going to take in the first round? Because they just do it all the time and you don't like know what – but it like it doesn't matter because then their day two and day three picks end up being all pros. So – uh, I'm going to go with Zach Bond here because I believe they need an edge, and I believe he is the best edge on the board. I like A- AJ Epinesa too, but I believe that his terrible pro day is going to knock him out of the first round potentially. Uh, and I think uh, – I really like Zach Bond's tape. So,
1: I guess he had some this? kind of test come back diluted today. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he said yeah. that he drank too much water to stay hydrated or whatever that was. I don't, I don't know what anything – or how anything went down there, but I'm not gonna get I into that. This, uh, or this Zach was Bond? Zach Bond. Yeah. Yeah, it came out a couple hours
0: ago. <laughs> well that that's if that's actually true. He 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 will shoot down the draft board, which is sad because he's actually a good player. If that's true, he he probably won't be a first round pick. I did not read this. Yeah, he he if that that's true. He will not that, that's like a Laramie Tunsil type thing where you get caught smoking with a <laughs> gas mask on the
1: day of the draft
0: type thing where you will drop out of the first round if that if that actually comes back positive. Yeah,
1: I mean, who knows? I don't know the whole situation. Um, they didn't say a lot about it, so we'll see what happens there.
0: Well, I'll, I'll I'll stay with Zach Bond because uh, as of right now we don't know enough, and if it was Jesse drank too much water, it's right. very highly unlikely. Uh, it's highly unlikely he drank too much water on the day of his test, but if it is, if We'll give him the benefit of the doubt until proven guilty, basically. I really like Zach Bond and I'm hoping it is not an actual test. Uh we'll move on to the Ravens though. Yeah, we'll so
1: for the Ravens, I've got them taking Denzel Mims out of Baylor. I know if he had got a few more picks, uh James would have been happy to have him go to the Packers. But I think if you I think if you get the Ravens, I've seen them get uh, DeAndre Swift and some mocks, but with them signing Mark Ingram to a three-year deal, I don't see them necessarily going a running back here. Um, they also spent a draft pick last year on Justice Hill. Uh, I don't see them spending a first-round pick on a running back here. By them going Denzel Mims, you're getting a guy who is an athletic freak who has crazy good hands. They spent the first-rounder on a Mark Ingram. Uh, Marquise Brown last year, and um, you pair him up with Denzel Mims, two young receivers with a young quarterback in Lamar Jackson, uh, and Mark Andrews at tight end. You've got a young, explosive offense. I love the fit here for Denzel Mims here too, who's 6'3", 206 pounds. He's not the best uh, route runner, and he's kind of got a limited route tree but I think he just fits what the Ravens are trying to do. You give him, you know, kind of a big bodied receiver who's extremely athletic um, and he's got speed. Lamar Jackson will love him. So I
0: do love Denzel Mims. He's again, one of my draft crushes. Um, Again, as I said with Gladney, he just has that dog about him that uh, there's a play that I showed James uh, a couple of days ago where uh, Denzel Mims runs a post route. Uh, he's wide open. The quarterback skips the ball to him. It's it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible play. Literally the next play, uh, the quarterback, throw, it's a RPO. Quarterback throws a quick slant. It's a very hard catch. I mean, the corner's hand is in between uh, Denzel Mims, and he makes this just athletic, amazing grab going to the ground, holds it, strong hands, gets him the first down on third down. I mean, it's it's an amazing play, and it just shows you that, He's a wide receiver who's willing to put the team on his back. If a bad play happens, he doesn't care. Next play, it's out of mind. He'll go make a play for you. And I just absolutely love that about Denzel Mims. As you said, he's very, very physical. He's very, very athletic. He's uh, Limited route tree. Uh, but I think that's, that's something that you can work on. It's not something that is like, detrimental. Like If you don't have a 4-2-2 <laughs> speed, you can't learn a 4-2-2 speed. If you don't have that route tree, a route tree yeah. is something you can learn very easily. Not easily, but something for well, a wide receiver. Kike, he was very productive. Uh, I everyone said that about him as well. So, Exactly. Uh, but I do want to get James's thoughts on this because James is also a huge uh, As Williams a
2: Packers fan. fan, I'm heartbroken. As a Ravens fan, I'd be extremely happy. It gives you a big body wide receiver that Lamar needs. They tried to um, help him out with that last year by grabbing Miles Boykin. He, uh, he struggled immensely his rookie year. And now you actually have two very solid wide receivers with Mims and Brown.
0: Uh, so we'll move on and we'll go to the Tennessee Titans. Um,
2: James Looking at their depth chart, they don't have too many needs. Uh, one that kind of sticks out, or sticks out to me, is they just they traded Jarrell Casey to Denver, just to rub it in Eric's face a little more. Uh, so they're missing a little bit at oh. tackle. I'm going to take Ross Blacklock from TCU. Um, that gives Ooh, them a great um, addition to pair next to their other steel last year when, uh Jeffrey Simmons. Um, they need help stuffing the run and add a little more pass rush if they really want to contend, especially against a team like the Chiefs that can all-out air it out on you. Um, I think this could potentially – I think this does potentially make them one of the top teams in the AFC. So.
1: Uh,
0: I do love that pick, Ross Blacklock. Again, I'm a TCU fan. I've, I've watched him all the time. Guy's fantastic. Uh, for me, he's I, I like this because a lot of people pick Nevin Gallimore over Ross Blacklock a lot, and I, I think Ross Blacklock's actually a better player than Nevin Gallimore. Um, so I like this pick a lot for the Titans. Uh, I don't really get why they did the trade with the Broncos. Uh, I get, like, cap and all that, but, like, it just still didn't make sense. It just seemed like... Tennessee bent over and the Broncos just yep. kind of, you know, took some stuff. Um, but I, I, I believe Ross Blacklock would be an instant starter for them. And I believe that it would be a very good, uh, return for, for losing Casey. Um, uh, but I'm going to go on to this next pick. Cause I'm actually excited for this pick. Cause there's something that it's a scenario me and James have talked about before, and I'm going to go Jordan love because it's a scenario we've talked about. Uh, James says he's liked it, he likes it. I like it. If you sit Jordan Love for two years behind Rodgers, I know it doesn't instantaneously help your team, which, Roger, which a lot of Packers fans aren't going to like. But two years from now, if Rodgers does end up retiring or leaving or something like that, Jordan Love with two years behind Rodgers will be a fantastic quarterback, and I will put money on that every day of the week. This dude has talent there. He, You can see it in 2018. If you watch his 2018 and team tape and never watch the 2019 tape, you would think he's the first pick in this draft. The problem was his coach left. His and He lost, I think it was like nine starters on the offense. And he went into this next year with basically a new coach and a whole new offense and wide mm-hmm. receivers that couldn't catch a fucking football. And that's honestly what it was. And I get he has he struggles between the 5 and 18 yard mm-hmm. mark outside the numbers that's correctable. He he has his flaws is why he's fallen, but I believe that this is a great future pick for the Packers and it's a pick that right now would probably be hated on but in a few years Packers fans would absolutely love it. And I'm going um, go to James because I want to get it's his It's obviously
2: not my first choice just because of the fact that We have a lot of needs, especially a receiver and linebacker. But if this is how everything uh, comes into place, I won't mind it. Uh, Jordan Love has great tools as a player. Uh, Like Eric alluded to, he did struggle a bit last year. But if he has a chance to sit and kind of learn an NFL offense, especially a friendly one like Matt LaFleur that relies on uh, your running backs, I think he can be extremely successful.
1: All I'm going to say is basically you guys touched on the same thing happened with Aaron Rodgers. He kept falling yeah. down and down that draft board. They didn't necessarily need him there already had five, but they took him anyways. Same situation here.
0: Yeah. And look how that turned out. I'm not saying Love is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, but I do believe that Love has the talent to be a good starting NFL QB. He just needs to sit and kind of learn a little bit. And the Packers... I believe the Packers and the Snaps yeah. are the two best oh, landing spots for him if he can go and move sure. these back, one of these back two teams. Um, because you can't learn from better QBs than Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, honestly. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll go to the 49ers, who have already picked. They took Jerry Judy. Uh, Buck, who you It's kind of funny how this worked.
1: So I had the Vikings for two picks, so I got the 49ers for two picks. Yeah. But nonetheless... Um, Here's a guy that we just talked Well, We actually talked about him quite a bit through this draft. He had a terrible combine, but I'm going to have the 49ers draft him. Based on just production alone, AJ Epinesa, um, this guy had 22 sacks, I think I was reading, and he's uh in 30, yeah, 30.5 tackles for a loss with eight forced fumbles and seven pass deflections. The guy's 6'6", 280 pounds. You can't teach size. Um, again, he did have a terrible combine. Uh, but he's a guy that just production alone. Well, he's physical. He's very strong. And you put him on that 49ers defensive line where Solomon uh, Thomas hasn't done the best. He's been underwhelming. Uh, they got rid of DeForest Buckner and then you, uh, they just got Nick Bosa last year. Who's been great. So you get AJ Epinesa on that team, uh, and you're still building that defensive line in that edge, Uh, for a team that's one of the best teams in the league right now. And edge rusher is one of the more uh, positions that teams that are playoff teams or just any team, they're one of the more dominating positions now in the NFL. And I like this pick a lot for the Niners. And it's something that
0: is going to happen at Vanessa, because sadly in this coronavirus day and age, we had the um, we had, the pro, the, all the pro days and everything got canceled. So he had uh, the very bad combine, and he can't correct it. All he can kind of do now is the FaceTimes and kind of explain why it was bad. Maybe he didn't train for it. Maybe this and that. But we all saw last year when DK uh, had a bad combine. He fell, even though everybody knew he was talented. People know AJ Eppiness is talented. If you watch the tape, you know this. But teams always second-guess themselves when they see that bad combine, and it's going to happen uh epinesa sadly i believe this is kind of like his ceiling i believe his ceiling is the back Mm -hmm. half of the first round like uh from like probably like 25 back is epinesa's like ceiling now i believe before the combine it was higher but i believe he kind of killed some of his draft stock with that bad of a combine i believe actually his combine if i remember correctly i think he put up like like the third worst time like all time for a Forty or something like that. If I if I'm correct, I don't I don't quote me on that. But I I I remember one of his things was like top three worst of all time for like his position, hmm. which is kind of crazy. But you guys have anything I think else on it's this episode? Good
2: pick? pick. I don't. It's not their biggest need. I think they could look at maybe an interior defensive lineman, but it would add such a great rotational piece to that team that's already has an amazing pass rush so.
0: The big thing I like here is that um, a lot of people here would take a corner. And I like Jalen Johnson. I like AJ Terrell. But as I said before, I mean, I like Jalen Johnson. I like AJ Terrell. I like Damian Arnett, Cameron Dantzler, Bryce Hall. Uh, I even like Noah. Uh, yeah, he, out of Auburn. Don't, yeah. I don't really notice. He's from Auburn. He's, yeah, he, he's, he is lower for me just because uh, technique-wise and stuff like that, he's still kind of learning the corner position. But he has all the athletic traits, and I think he'd be really good. But a lot of people have the Niners taking a corner here, whereas I believe they can wait and grab like maybe a Cameron Dantzler or a Bryce Hall later on and still be good Like off with it. It's um, just you can't really like see
1: what's going to happen to think, tomorrow. I mean, say Solomon Thomas is gone in a year, then you, you already feel that need for them. I mean, you take the best player available right now um, and go from there.
0: And I fully agree. I, I love the Evanessa pick. Uh, we'll move on to the last pick of the draft, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Texas All right, a- since my
2: a- phone's a- about to die, I'm going to make this real quick. Um, the Chiefs, they're a team that relies on their speed. So I'm going to add them a very speedy running back out of Georgia. This probably hurts Eric a bit. Uh, I'm going to have him add DeAndre Swift. Man. Uh, it finally gives them a chance to have uh, – like a bell cow running back. Damian Williams is a solid back, but he really seems to start off very slow every year and then kind of turn it on late in the year. Uh, DeAndre Swift's a great runner and catcher, and it kind of gives him like almost like a Jamal Charles again, and I think this pick would be fantastic for them.
0: And for some reason, Chiefs fans, I, I at least I've seen it in other mock drafts, hate it when you give them a running back, and I don't see why because Swift would – I believe bring, I know it's hard to imagine, but that he would bring yeah. this offense to another level. Like you're giving them an actual, like no offense, Damian Williams. I know I'll probably get crash rush for this because he's awesome in the playoffs.
1: No, but he's no, not I a starting running back.
0: Swift is a starting mm-hmm. running back. He's a three down back. And so if you give him give him to this offense, you're just increasing that mm-hmm. chief's offense more and more. And I love this pick. I actually, I really like this pick. Well, I hate this pick. So I'm a Chargers fan, but if I was a Chiefs fan, I would love this pick. Uh, Buck, do you have
1: anything? Like to say? you said, Damian Williams isn't the best running back. He is. He was good in playoffs, but if they can get another playmaker in DeAndre Swift, uh, that Chiefs offense already being as good as it is, but if you add another playmaker to that, they're going to be unstoppable.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to run through this real quick. Our mock draft was: Bengals went Joe Burrow, the Redskins surprised people and went Jeff Okuda. Lions were very happy, got Chase Young. Giants went Isaiah Simmons. Dolphins went Tua. Uh, the Chargers went Justin Herbert. The Panthers went Derek Brown. Cardinals, Jarek Willis. Jaguars, CJ Henderson. The Browns went Andrew Thomas. The Jets went uh, Mackay Beckton. The Raiders took CeeDee Lamb. San Francisco, right after them, took Jerry Judy. Then the Bucks got Tristan Wirfs. Uh, Broncos got Henry Ruggs, The Falcons got Clavon Chason. The Cowboys took Javon Kinlaw. Dolphins got Xavier McKinney. Raiders took Trayvon Diggs, Jaguars, Utero Grosso Gross-Matos, Eagles Christian Fulton, the Vikings got Justin Jefferson, Patriots got the love of my draft, Patrick Queen, Saints got Kenneth Murray, Vikings got Jeff Gladney, the Dolphins got Austin Jackson, uh, Seattle went with Zach Bond, uh, Ravens got Denzel Mims, Titans went Ross Blacklock, the Packers went Jordan Love, 49ers went AJ Panessa. And the Chiefs went DeAndre Swift. That is our first mock draft, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will probably do at least one or two more of these before the draft. Um, but thank you. Uh, my host today, we Ryan Buck.